Hello, bear with me. Uh, I just noticed that my my mouse is dead and I changed the battery and it's not that, so I gotta do everything with the touchpad. So I might be a little clunkier than usual. I'm here, let's get this thing started. Sweet, man. Thank you for being the first commenter. <clears throat> um, So my wife went viral the other day. That was pretty cool, hey? Well, it's not viral. Uh, obviously, the page is suppressed heavily now, and so 5,000 views in two days on something like that is pretty good considering what's happening to us, right? So, um, actually, you know what? While I've got my YouTube people here, guys, I have bad news. Um, when it comes to live events, I don't think I'm going to use um, the streaming setup that I have where I use this website live because the videos just suck. And then watching my wife's live feed from Facebook, again, totally different quality if I just go straight to Facebook. I lose some things, but I think I gain a lot in just like high quality video. <laughs> Let's go. It's funny that all the dudes are here uh, right now telling me to hurry up because I have some really weird stuff to tell you guys. And you know what? I don't think this is a spoiler alert, but I don't think the ladies are going to be surprised by this at all. We're going to show you guys, I'm going to show you guys my analytics or like my, uh, like who my viewership is. Cause it, uh, it, <laughs> it totally threw me for a loop. So just check this out. I love this. This is super funny to me. So hold on. I, oh, it's so clunky. It's so clunky without my mouse. So we're going to put the chat up again. Yvette, Sarah is here. So guys, check out my analytics. Now, look at this. Age and gender. You will notice the women, there are, I have more female viewers in every category. And my top three levels of viewership are 17.5% of all viewers are 35 to 44 year old women. The next highest one is women 45 to 54, 14.7%. And then my third highest, uh, my third highest, uh, group is women ages 13 point or, uh, 13.1% is 55 to 64. So I'm just going to address Matt here. Uh, well, us men are out hunting, working while the women are at home listening to you and doing whatever else they do. No, see, so here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. The issue is that, you know, this is even just based on page likes. This is based on page likes. So just in general, the total amount of viewers I have is, or of, of likes is 65% women. I, this blew my mind. So basically the point is I'm going to start sprucing things up around here for you guys, ladies, just so you know, um, as you can see here, I've, uh, 
I've got this aloe plant now. So I know women love plants and, <laughs> and like, you know, my wife had an aloe upstairs here. So I think, you know, an aloe is a good start. I do. I was going to like hang a wreath maybe back here. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, just spruce things up. Cause I really like at this point, we should probably just start referring to you, uh, viewers as ladies. So, Hey ladies. Oh, how are you? I'm great. I've spruced things up. I'm brightening it up around here a little bit. I thought like, you know, I'd dust, you know, maybe wipe the top of the bookshelf off that kind of stuff. Cause you know. We're just going to deal with that. Um, gloves have to come off. So I was hoping this would elicit a more hilarious response. Um, that's a beautiful plant. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Today would be the day that almost every comment other than one is from a woman right off the bat. So thank you guys for showing up. Get your male friends to like the page. Plants always look good. See, I know. That's what I was saying. I know that. That's why I put out a plant. Now, someone did question me on the choice of an aloe, but that's just what we have kicking around. Plus, the male part of me, you know, the, the practicality of an aloe is that it heals cuts, so it's like super useful plant too, right? It's like a tool, but it's a plant. And so I just thought that it made really good sense to have down here. And obviously I'm not going to have it down here all the time. Um, but, uh, you know, here we go. Actually, let's get a good angle. Oh, that's the angle right there. Oh, uh, thanks, Matt. He's going to tell me to my face that he likes me. Hey, look, 46 hours to go for my thing you know actually i had a guy and um he follows me on twitter which if you don't know i have twitter um he follows me on twitter and he came up to me at the rally last weekend and he gave me 20 bucks he's like no this is for your donation thing i was like thank you man that's awesome so i didn't get to have too many conversations last week and honestly i wasn't trying i was kind of overwhelmed by the whole rally obviously um, I got to meet Jacob Rayum, which is a big deal for me. He is, he is just like what I expected, honestly. <laughs> Fired up. Um, so, you know, I don't know how long I can talk about this stuff, but I wanted to bring up something, <sighs> you know, that's deeply offensive and triggering and um, all that stuff. So I'd imagine a lot of you would have seen my Facebook post about um, 14,000 children are, are aborted a year in Alberta, wears their shirt. Um, and and uh, Some of the criticism has been that it's insensitive, there's still a genocide going on in Canada, which, I mean, one, a genocide is a bit of a strong set of terms. So... Yeah, how do I get... How do I, how do I, how do I deal with this? So, people have been harassing Christians and throwing the residential school system in their face. And I'm just, I'm just not going to have it. Um, you're not going to blame me for the residential school system. Cause one, the people that are virtue signaling acting like they actually care about this 
are the same ones that still love big government and still love government-funded public schools um, run by people teaching an ideology to people who don't want it. Doesn't that sound like a residential school to you? It does to me. Um, You know, people are asking if I'm excited. Now the ladies are rolling in. Here we go. Um, um, soon, soon there will be no masks needed unless you live in Calgary for Alberta. Calgary is still going to have it. Um, you know, uh, just as a side note, we went to Dairy Queen tonight and it was funny. The lady behind us looked chapped that we were there without masks so much so that I think it provoked the girl at the counter to ask if we had masks because she saw how grumpy that lady looked. So my wife was just like, we're exempt really quick. And she was like, oh, and so it's still happening. Even now with one day left in Spruce Grove on the exam, <laughs> on the mask bylaw, they're still asking you if you have masks. And so it's going to go to private businesses doing their nonsense, right? Anyway, guys, so residential schools. So let me state this. I don't think that it was a good system. Um, I'm not Roman Catholic. I'm not even part of a high church denomination uh, like Anglican or any, any of the churches that were involved in the residential schools. I have no part of, nor do I want to be part of them. So first of all, if you're going to come onto my YouTube channel or my Facebook page, and you're going to bring this stuff up to me, like I'm supposed to react like, Oh, I'm really sorry uh, for what we did to you. That's never going to happen. I'm never going to speak about it as a, we did thing. So what people need to understand is that they are stoking up a race war in Canada. You have people, uh, in the U S they have been able to stoke up a race war like from BLM type issues, the issue of slavery. So now finally they've gotten the traction. They, whoever they is have gotten the traction they needed to stoke up a race war for, um, you know, uh, for the residential school stuff, they've gotten the support they need and they're using it to attack nationalism because communists know that nationalism will subvert communist teaching. Now, Canada's not a very nationalistic place. I'm not very nationalistic. I am not proud to be Canadian right now. I live in a pro I live in the province of Canada that arrested three pastors. I'm not feeling very patriotic, but I can tell you what Stony Plain, Alberta is having an unrestricted fireworks thing tomorrow night. I am going to that. You know why? Cause it's unrestricted and I'll support anybody who's doing things unrestricted right now. That's what I'm doing. I, I, I might wear a Canadian flag t-shirt. I'm so happy. A one rah, rah. And you know what? There are literally people out there trying to guilt you into not going out on Canada today because of residential schools, something that you didn't have anything to do with, nor anyone, you know, had anything to do with. And if you know what, it is close to home. It is, it is, it is still fresh in the minds of Canadians because the last one was disbanded in the early 1990s. And I understand that it's a touchy subject. It wasn't a good thing. Um, 
obviously we only ever get one side of the story. All we hear is that it was a genocide. There were just priests and nuns riding around in chuck wagons, wrangling up kids and, and maniacally laughing as they were toted off to the residential schools. So, Oh, and someone, someone's saying what I, I'm just going to put the post up because I'm, they're just saying, um, they're just saying what, uh, he's saying what I am thinking and I'm not allowed to say. So I think it's tragic what happened, but it seems convenient that they found all these graves. Um, and it's all around the same time they're pushing CRT. Yeah, no, it is convenient. And I could have told you that there were mass graves years ago. We all knew this and all of a sudden they care guys. When an entire culture and society is being pushed to believe something and it's being thrust upon you, you should keep an open mind and look at the other side just in case, because they're probably doing it something to manipulate you, right? Just like COVID, for example. So if you're going to come onto my page and, 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 and be offended by the fact that I'm just trying to be reasonable and look at the other side, save it. Honestly, save it. I, I don't care. I don't care what you have to say on the subject. Maybe that'll hurt your feelings. Again, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't think residential schools were good. Now, I tried to look up some articles uh, pre presenting some interesting stuff. Um, you know what? I have a story. My dad was essentially a white kid. He's they're partially native, but barely they were white. Okay. He went to a Catholic school just on the first day of kindergarten. My dad, a poor little five-year-old wasn't moving fast enough for, for some crusty old nun. And she cracked him in the head with the school bell. Nuns abused everybody that they were in charge of. And you think that happened? Like, look, What's the problem with residential schools? They're public. The government's in control of them. My, that's my problem with public schools right now. Right? So, so the thing is, the thing is, they are using this to cause tension between us. When in reality, like, unfortunately, if you want to point fingers... Um, but after you get to the facts, like one, you do need to deal with the fact that if you're a Roman Catholic, you need to deal with the fact that the Roman Catholic church was, is, is the face of this now. And we need to get to the bottom of that and figure out what, what really like what, what the facts are Two, like you should be mad at the government because the government oversaw it. Don't go around burning churches, for example. So uh well oh man i was on a roll there but i didn't do anything to you and now here's the thing they keep feigning outrage and there are people that are really outraged obviously but the worst culprits are the white women um the white liberal women again are are doing the outrage mob on behalf of other people um and, and, uh, I think that, I think that generally speaking, they just need to kind of mind their own business. Like this is, 
Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, yesterday, I literally had to tell a girl, oh, no, like, I'm partially native so I can talk about the subject. And then she, her whole tone towards me changed. It's like you're that weak that I just get to throw that out there and you just soften your tone with me. Am I, like, oh, I'm not a big boy anymore and I can't handle your criticism? See, here's the problem with liberals. They think other ethnicities are stupid. It's, it's like um, in the U.S. when you have... Oh, well, vote of needing to provide ID is racist, right? Um, why? You think you think that ethnic visible minorities will say don't have ID on them? Why would they not have ID on them? Think about that. If you think that things like voter ID are racist, really think about what you're implying about minorities that you, the, that they wouldn't have an idea on them. Right. Think about that. So, oh man, there was one more thing I was going to say about, about, about that before I got into it. But basically I just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be guilted into it. I'm not going to be guilted into your game. I think the residential school system is terrible. Oh yes. It popped into my head. So I was trying to look for articles this morning on, on, you know, uh, you know, uh, just trying to see if anyone even had good experiences at residential schools, anything like that. Now I couldn't. So what I realized is that the Canadian government has been using communism to control indigenous people, peoples for 200 years. Um, so one of the articles I read today was about the fact that they would with restrict your food rations if you didn't give your kids to the residential schools. Restrict your food rations? Look, man, I'm just going to tell you this right now. If I'm on food rations at some point and the government says, give us your kids or you get no food rations, that would kind of be like, what does that sound like? Oh, coercion. So it's not mandatory to put your kids in the residential schools, but we will make it so that you can't eat. You know what the problem is? They were on food rations. You should have, maybe what we could do is um, get our own food. Right? Would that be difficult? Would that be so hard? Um, I thought the whole, oh, whatever. So the point is, is that, think about this. They were literally blackmailing uh, them into giving their kids over for food rations. You shouldn't be on food rations. You should be getting your own food. This is the problem with socialism. This is the problem with communism. Things are provided for you, but they take things from you against your will. Because when you give yourself over to the state, you lose your autonomy. That's why they give you stuff. Oh, look at this. Thank you, Stanley. I agree. Most people think I'm stupid based on my ethnicity. My education is far superior to theirs, but I don't push it upon people. I use wise and targeted words to people. I'll disarm people before they know they are armed. So I don't know. I actually don't know, Stanley. You're new. I've never seen you comment before. Thank you. Um, this is the thing, like, you know, 
I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna argue with the fact that like people have built-in biases. Like if someone has a thick accent and their English sucks, um, we immediately treat them like they're stupid, right? Because it's frustrating to talk to someone who can't speak the same language as you. Good, you, ex- you should expect them. You just expect them to be there, to be good, to be uh, good enough to communicate. And if they have a job where they're supposed to communicate, it's frustrating, right? Understandable. But it doesn't mean that person's dumb. That person knows, like, one language at least and another one mediocrely. So they might be smarter than you, right? And that's just for me when I'm getting frustrated with someone, right? So here's the thing. I'm not even going to disagree with the one tenant that we all kind of have inherent biases built in. That's true. But it's the power structure critical race theory nonsense being pushed on us for everything and this whole going out and wearing an orange shirt tomorrow instead of a instead of a canada day shirt no no there are plenty of indigenous people that love canada there are people there are indigenous people that fought and died for canada and i'm not even patriotic keep that in mind i am not patriotic in the slightest at all and i will tell you that You should just let people celebrate their country if they want. If you don't want, stay home. (sighs) Anyway, um, I got this video from Jason Kenney. It's going to frustrate you. It's terrible, basically. What is this? Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Okay, never mind. My bad. I wonder if that's there's a new there's a new option on my phone where I can start recording stuff. So, that's cool. So, we're going to go screen share. You guys are going to see I know I know you guys don't want to do this um because it involves looking at Jason Kenny more than we have to. So, there's that. Share audio. I hate how it puts this gap here now. It sucks. I don't know why it does that. We'll do that. We'll do that move. I kind of like that in the bottom of the screen thing. Hey, that's kind of nice. So, let's see. Oh, hold on. Sorry, guys. So, we're resized there. So, so obviously the church was burnt down in Morinville yesterday. That's the second or third one so far. So they're targeting Catholic churches. Now, one thing you're going to, that's going to be pointed out to you from this video, at least uh, for us, is that Jason Kenny brings up the fact that there are indigenous people that go to this church because they're Catholic. They follow the Catholic faith. And they go to this church, and you went and burnt down churches, supposedly because of residential schools, but there's indigenous people that go there? But what I really want you to hear is how he talks about violence towards faith groups and you know the fact that this destroyed their... This is like a big hit to their community. Mm, you know what was a really big hit to my community? Putting a fence around my church... 
because we actually wanted to worship God in spirit and truth and not be lied to on Sunday and have to pretend to believe a COVID lie, right? So anyway, let's listen to him. I'm here at the Église de Saint-Jean-Baptiste in Morinville, the St. John the Baptist Parish. This is a 104-year-old church, or what remains of it, after what appears to have been a criminal act of hate-inspired violence uh, last night. This church uh, burned to the ground. Um, it was the historic heart of the community of Morinville. It was really an important symbol for the entire uh, Francophone community in Alberta. It was a place tied up in the, the lives of people, marriages and, and baptisms and funerals. It's a place tied up in like marriages and funerals and community. Yeah, it probably hurt to lose that building, I bet. I wonder what that feels like. You know what? I I know it's different because it was burnt down and ours was just locked up by the government. But the fact that this man is going to come here and shed these crocodile tears for this, when he's literally okay with stripping people of their buildings in the name of a flu that basically didn't kill anybody. Yeah, I said it. For over a hundred years, generations of families, including indigenous people, uh, for whom this was an important spiritual site. I just came here uh, to express solidarity for the community of Morinville following this, this traumatic uh, and apparent act of violence, but also uh, solidarity with the broader Catholic community. We cannot accept under any circumstance. Solidarity with, solidarity with the broader Catholic community. Do you think someone like Sheila Gunn-Reed is going to care about your solidarity with the broader Catholic community? I bet you she doesn't. I bet you she doesn't care. I bet you she doesn't want your solidarity at all. So, I don't, you know, obviously I'm not, uh, I don't want it to, I don't want there to be like a, a tone of levity here. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with what these people did to this church. The I just wanted you guys to hear the irony, right? Stances, uh, hateful acts of violence, targeting faith communities in this province. And, and that's why I'm also announcing today that Alberta will double the funding available for the security infrastructure project to provide grants to... You know, considering the fences down at the church now, um, I might, uh, I might want this grant. Sounds pretty good. I mean, do you think they'd give us the grant? I wonder. I wonder how you apply for that. Because I could really use the grant money for security the next time the police come. Like, if we could get, like, a 10-foot steel fence put around it, like, that we control, that would be ideal to keep to keep the government out. That would be to my liking. <sighs> That's because Kenny is a crown power henchman and he knows he's going down the road. Yeah, well, so here's the thing. <laughs> wow, do I actually say that a lot? Um, actually, I'll deal with that after. Let's carry on. Um, places of faith and other uh, institutions that could be targeted by hateful uh, violence and vandalism like this. This is uh, one of several uh, churches that have been attacked uh, by hateful violence in recent days. Uh, and this kind of violence must... I remember when Grace Life Church was attacked by hateful violence. That sucked. I remember that they didn't 
burned down our church, but I remember when they arrested our pastor. That really sucked. Hey? It really sucks when you have your church burnt or when you have your church stolen from you and your pastor arrested. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish he'd stand in solidarity with me. And I see Casey Madu there. Which is great. <sighs> Casey Maddie was the justice minister for anyone who doesn't know, um, or minister of justice. And obviously he's been a spineless coward through this whole thing. Um, yeah, it's been really traumatic. He claims to be a believer. So I would pray for his repentance be condemned uh, uh, by everyone in, in leadership in this country. Uh, this is profoundly un-Canadian. And uh, so I just I want, I want to, once again to express my sympathies and solidarity uh, with the people of Morinville, uh, with the Franco-Alberta community, and uh, to all who have lost an important part of their identity and history uh, with the fire that occurred last night. So there you have it. <clears throat> Jason Kenny is feeling bad. Who? Jason Kenny is uh, stepping out and showing solidarity with the Catholic community for the burning down of their church. Which, by the way, the pictures of it are horrific. I saw people literally celebrating it on someone's Facebook page today, which made me sick. Um,. Um, oh, so let's deal with this. So what's their game? Uh, so if you're just listening, so about the fence coming down, what's their game? I see you guys meeting there and then they come arrest James again because you broke their ridiculous COVID laws. Well, so here's the thing, like <laughs> what's going to happen is, um, What's going to happen is they'll bring in some kind of restrictions, anything. Even if they limited churches to 90%, we'd be in trouble because it's so full, right? So any limitations, they're going to come back and check on us. We have to know that. So so unfortunately, that is just uh, what's going to happen. Uh, I mean... I don't expect anyone to take a stand with us, anyone who hasn't. Um, but who knows? Maybe Alberta will just, uh, to really start stabbing the knife into, into Christians, they'll probably just wait for Bill C-6 and uh, the passing of Bill C-10, which just happened, and then Bill C-36, and really come after the church hard with, with crazy fines and jail time. And uh, that's okay, right? You know, I was listening to a Jacob Rayum sermon, and he was talking about how basically um, the, the Greek culture was so corrupt and terrible at one point that they were coming to the Christians to settle their disputes because they, because they knew that, that the Christians would be fair and just in their dealings. And so there is always a turning point where it kind of looks a little bit post mill, like, uh, 
like the church is spreading and growing God's kingdom on earth. And then it takes a turn and it looks a little all mill or pre mill. So, uh, you know, like the church is being oppressed until Jesus returns, you know, so it ebbs and flows and turns back and forth and stuff like that. And so basically what he said is every culture that embraces homosexuality and celebrates it, that is basically the turning point for their downfall then there's going to be some suffering for Christians for a while. And then it, it comes back and people realize that the Christian faith um, was helpful and good to them. Um, and so I really hope, I really hope that that matters. Yeah. So this was a really the, a good, good point, uh, Catherine. So this really is what it is. These are all crocodile tears. This man doesn't, this man doesn't care. I, I mean, Here's the thing. I cannot judge the thoughts and intentions of his heart. Um, I just don't believe he actually cares. I'll say it that way. Oh, my goodness. So, um, just there's a comment that I'm not impressed with so uh kenny makes me sick if there wasn't a fire he wouldn't care just a chance for a photo shoot to make him look good but not so this is kind of all part of my theory about jason kenny his desire is to start making himself look good again right um we're the first province to 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 take off the restrictions basically um uh we're the first like we're we're gonna be the most loose uh covid rules in the country uh right away and they're going to give you back almost all your freedom this summer now the main theory is that it's all going to be dialed back and they'll start putting restrictions on us but i'm not sure jason kenny is arrogant jason kenny um does believe he's awesome and so i think that he might actually spend the next two years keeping us free in the hopes that he can rebuild the conservative base and see, well, you know, we did suffer for a while there, but look, he was the first one to open up and look, you know, he kept his word on all these things and look, he really cared about Christian issues like that church being burnt down. And they're also indigenous issues because indigenous people go there. Look, he's hitting everything at once, this guy. So that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty great. Pretty great for him. So, so um yeah i don't i don't i don't know uh if you guys want to shoot some questions into the comments uh that'd be awesome um hey you know what let's talk about the shirt so have you been on the resist have you been on the resistance coffee company shirt uh website lately because they have this defund the cbc shirt and um i mean it's beautiful the silk screening is thick. Um, the shirt is a standard shirt. It's a heather gray, dark heather gray. Love it. It's beautiful. Um, this one I paid for with my own money. But yeah, as you can see, it's got the Resistance logo. It's got Defund the CBC on it. It's beautiful. Um, so go check that out. Keep in mind, as you know, scrolling. Get your 10% off your first order from resistance coffee company if you use the discount code davis at checkout it will save you 10 percent uh do a bulk order with a friend 
So, so now I heard Jacob Rayum going over this section of scripture. And so I just wanted to read it for you guys. Um, do you know what the gospel is? Do you know what it isn't? Did you know that there's people that look like they believe the gospel and then they chase works and they show that they were never a believer? Um, in Galatians, you see Paul addressing the church of Galatia that has been um, influenced by the Judaizers who want to add circumcision as a must to being saved, right? So that's your context. What he says is, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another. Only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. As we have said before, so I say again now, if any man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you received, he is to be accursed. So, that's for everybody. What is this other gospel? It is a gospel of works. You, you m must believe in the gospel of grace. And what is that gospel of grace, right? That's what's so important here. All these issues, all these problems can be solved by belief in the gospel. All these racial issues, gospel. You know, we have indigenous people at our church. Where's Jason Kenny's photo shoot with them? Where's his love for them? Where's his love for that community? We have Africans from several African countries. Because Africa's not a country, just FYI, guys, right? <laughs> we have people from the Congo there. We have, uh, I can't remember the other ones, but they're not all from the Congo. There's just one, as far as I know, and he's my friend. That's why I know. I can't remember where his wife's from, but they're not from the same country. The point is, is that we have so much ethnic diversity at our church, and none of it was sought after. None of it was forced. It is because the gospel transcends all these racial issues. I call X Sikhs my friend. Me and one of my ex Sikh friends have a match have matching MacArthur study Bibles from the same era, the good old days, 2000, 2011, 2012 era. It was a good time for ESV Bibles. Look into it. But the point is, is that these people are now my brothers and sisters in Christ. It transcends all of that. If there's racial tension, it doesn't matter. That's my brother now. That man, we're united by something bigger than blood. Right? Jesus said, if you, if you do not hate your mother and your father and your brother and sister then you don't love me. And what he meant by that is that the love you have for Christ will look, could look, and will look like hatred for other people because you love Christ so much that you 
will have to reject your own family, right? And I reject my own family for Christ. I choose Christ every day, and I also choose those who follow him. Those are my family now. The people of Grace Life are my family now, and I've talked about this before. What's going on here? Oh, I'm not getting new comments. I want an LSB Bible, Devin. Uh, you know what, man? I'm running out of um, I'm running out of new ones. Well, thank you guys. I'm glad that you guys like this. Oh, and Catherine Bissett uh, Rose says defund the Canadian government. Speaking of which. I am working with Resistance Coffee Company right now to make us some Alberta-themed shirts just for us. I mean, other people I'm sure could buy it, but I'm working on it, and it's it's a surprise. I have a pre-order going for some people. Hopefully they do more than that, though. Matt Chalupne, Chalupne Nikek. <laughs> I can't pronounce your name, man. I'm sorry. Um, he wants an LSB Bible. So the full Bible, I believe is still coming out in October. Um, there are still, I believe Brown cow high ones on the GTY Canada website that you could order of the new Testament Psalms and Proverbs. I'm a big fan. I'm using my NASB today. So that is the thing. We are united in Christ. Someone says in the comments. Yes. I pick you. If you believe on Christ the way that I do, I pick you over anybody. When you meet a fellow believer in Christ, when I met Jacob Rayum, he didn't know me, but I knew him, obviously. And I'm just like, I was looking at him and I listened to him talk. And then, you know, I did that little kind of quirky interview with him a little bit. And like, I just love that guy. I love him. And I loved his wife too. I met her and I was like, perfect couple they're they're perfect like they're perfect for each other and she's like yay big and like yay cute like she's awesome um just a great lady and uh so they were super fun oh i see oh Basset. okay like bassett well it looked french to me right your last name she's just uh Catherine Bassett Rose is correcting. Oh, and Aaron says she's smaller than her. So I have two Aaron Lees. I'm going to assume that this is Aaron, my pastor's wife, Aaron. And yeah, she's like, it was funny because having them both on camera with me, the way I do my selfie mode thing, I always have to like hold it up like this. So that I can get short people in the angle with my face in it, right? So, we, right now, the and I'm watching it happen in real time. One of the reasons I brought up this verse about this other gospel. Now, this is a different other gospel issue than Galatia. But critical race theory is is another gospel for some people people that claim to follow christ i'm watching it happen to some of my friends in real time they are replacing critical race theory and guilt of others and feeling a sense of guilt for the gospel they're replacing it and uh uh it, it's a bad thing it's a bad thing guys do not do that do not replace 
the gospel with critical race theory. And they are uh, the powers that be, whatever, whoever's stoking up this race war, it's working on Christians because guilt, pain, um, you know, shame, they're using all those things to make you capitulate and do these things and turn you against your friends and your family and 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 your country which again not patriotic but they're doing all these things um to stomp down on 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 things that we love um i I, i've always liked canada day even though i'm not patriotic right and they want to ruin canada day and you're a racist if you want to celebrate canada day keep that in mind tomorrow is for for a lot of people, they're going to basically be like, oh, well, it's not a lot yet, but it's coming, right? It's white supremacy. So do not. Nice. Thanks, Josiah. I agree. No guilt in life, no fear in death. Yeah, so. um, Great comment, bro. But yeah, so this other gospel, it's bad. It's poison. It's taking you away from the mission. The indigenous people that were abused by priests, nuns, the government, that's our mission field. If you're a believer, that's your mission field. Your mission field, and and your job isn't to go out and be an empath with them and put yourself in their shoes. That is generally used, again, as a guilt tactic. Well, you don't know what it's like to be them. Try putting yourself in their shoes. You're not allowed to go bird down churches. Because someone was mean to your grandpa. You're not allowed to burn down churches. Ever. You're not allowed to burn down stuff because someone treated your grandpa bad. It's not okay. And this whole putting yourself in the place of others. I literally saw a post where... And I love this guy. I love him. But he made a post and he used a statue with nuns that had been vandalized to make a point about residential schools. And he used that as his jumping off photo for his thing that he posted. Vandalism's not okay. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened to you or anyone else. You're not allowed to go vandalize a statue. Like, you're not. And if you're Christian... Agreeing with that, you need to repent. You need to repent of your sin. That is a sin. Vandalizing other people's property is a sin. It doesn't matter what happened to anybody anywhere. You're not allowed to do that. You need to repent to Jesus because it's a sin. Stop it. But there's hope for you. What is this other gospel? What or what is what is the real gospel, right? They play on compassion. Yeah, so oh, did I have that already up there? They play on compassion. It's genius. Yeah, and it's very effective. It's very effective because one, you can't even do what I'm doing right now. I'm gonna be called a race. Like if if uh, if if a if a liberal leaning person actually took the time to watch an hour long video of me. Uh, they would um they would be very offended right why 
because I'm just giving an alternate opinion that isn't just the exact narrative. But the point is, is yes, they use compassion. They use compassion to hurt people. That is, and that's a great point, Josiah. Look what he says. It's sad what has happened to these people, but vengeance is the Lord's. Exactly. We can, we can go talk to these people who have been hurt, that have really been hurt and say, God, God is in control and he will be in charge on judgment day. And you will get justice. You will get justice one of two ways. That person will spend an eternity in hell paying for their sin, which you wouldn't actually wish upon your worst enemy. If we're real about hell, if we really think about it, we wouldn't want that for for anybody, right? Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't want that for anybody if you really thought about it. You wouldn't want that for for the most heinous people because that's how painful hell is going to be. Um, but it is what they deserve. That is how bad sin is. That you deserve a heinous pain. Uh, sorry, a painful, painful punishment for eternity. That's how bad your sin is. But the good news is that if you've been forgiven, that punishment has been put on Jesus Christ for you, for you who believe. And so that's what we need to go tell these people. We need to tell these people like, look, what happened to you was wrong, but I can't deal with their sin right now. We have to deal with your sin. Um, we have to deal with the fact that you've done wrong and that you've lashed out against people who didn't deserve it because you're a sinner too. And you need to repent of your sin. You need to trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Why? How is it possible that he did that? Because he's perfect. He is the perfect sacrifice for sin. He is the unblemished lamb talked about in Deuteronomy. He is that perfect lamb for sacrifice and only he can atone for sin by his blood being spilled. And he conquered death when he rose from the grave. That's what we need to tell people. We need to tell people to repent of their sin and trust in Jesus. There is no other way. There is no other way. You, an orange shirt is a great cop out. An orange shirt tomorrow is a great cop out. Look at me. I care. I care a lot about you. If you're a Christian and you're wearing an orange shirt tomorrow so that you can show that you care and you don't evangelize that indigenous person that loves your orange shirt, you need to repent. You need to repent. That orange shirt is a safety net so that you don't have to feel bad for your fake guilt that you didn't do anything to deserve for what happened to them or their family. When you wear an orange shirt tomorrow as a Christian, you're doing it so that you don't have to evangelize. How about that? Is that what it is? Is that why you're wearing it? Or is it an inroad to make a conversation? Well, I want to see it. I want stories of all the orange shirt wearing Christians going out and using it to evangelize indigenous people. That's what I want to see. And if you didn't, then you were just wearing it to virtue signal.
Because if you don't go out there and give people the gift of life, the gift that saves, then your orange shirt is going to be burned up on final judgment as a useless thing. It's going to be passed through the fire and it's going to be burned up like your works. Because that's what's going to happen on judgment day. All your bad works will be burned up and you'll make it through by the skin of your teeth. That's what the Bible says, right? So you go out there with your orange shirt tomorrow. Have fun. Rock it. Puff your chest out. I'm sure you'll feel awesome about your orange shirt. But if you don't evangelize an indigenous person, if you don't go out of your way to be evangelistic, then it's worthless. Your orange, your virtue signaling orange shirt is worthless. It is it's not worth the fabric it's printed on because it doesn't have the power to do anything for that person, does it? They get a warm, fuzzy feeling inside because they see a white person wearing an orange shirt. Well, la-dee-da, they're going to hell still if they don't believe on Christ. And if they're a Christian, indigenous person, and they expect you to wear an orange shirt, they need to repent. Because they should know that your unity is in Christ, not in honoring people that died in residential schools. That's not how you're saved, is it? Oh, I, I am, I am, um, 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 I'm fired up. I am fired up. I am fired up a bit. I'm going to try to calm down. <sighs> yeah, I've been so this is this happens a lot. Now, and I know he's the name that shall not be named among reform people, but Jordan Hall called that critical race theory, social justice, mark cultural marxism, whatever you want to call it would come through the reform camp into the church. He called it Whenever it was that I started listening to him, right when I started attending Grace Life, basically seven, eight years ago, I started listening to him. I don't know. But he literally said, no, 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 social justice is coming. It's coming through, through the reform camp. So remember that. Well, I'm glad, John. I'm glad you love, I'm glad you love the content. So, so yeah, I really like that's, that's all, that's all there is to it. You can't, you, if you don't, if you care about that person seeing you in an orange shirt so that you can show solidarity with them, but you don't care enough to give them the gospel, then it's over with your orange shirt. Your orange shirt's worthless, basically, right? So, and like this kind of this is the kind of stuff that's going to get me labeled a racist. This is the kind of stuff that you know could cost me my job uh, if 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 it was somehow linked to me. Now that would be a really big mistake for for anyone because I would fight that. But my point is is that this is the kind of stuff that you can't say that will cause problems because it's always taken poorly. It's always taken as racism and that's the hammer the hammer is either you empathetically sympathize with me and you just you just uh agree to love me in my sin and nurture me while i keep on sinning and hating you because you're white or 
I then smash you with, with, uh, with, with communism. Right. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, the, the newest fire, sorry, I already put that up there. Oh no. So yeah. So, uh, I got a little distracted there. Oh, this mouse is bad. So we need to pray for these people. We need to pray that we would have moments to talk to these people. Now, if there's someone legitimately offended by a Canadian flag uh, uh, t-shirt or something and you're going to their house, don't go decked out like Mr. Canada or something. But the point is, is that you, 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 you don't have to cater to this stuff. This stuff is meant to manipulate you and control you. They found now they're just finding a new mass grave every second day. Wake up. They're trying to manipulate us. They're trying to cause hatred between us. Right? So anyway, guys, I think I've been on for about an hour. Yes. Yes, good. I'm going to deal with this right now. Thank you, Josiah. The only justice that matters is God's justice. And God's justice is seen through the cross of Jesus and the eternal punishment of sinners. We can't substitute something for the substitutionary atonement of Jesus Christ. Exactly. Remember this. And for you, for you who think... People need to stand in solidarity or whatever and wear the shirt and all that. Remember, you need to worry about your own sin. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? Yes, exactly. The, the, the Canadian government at the time was in charge of the stuff. Pierre Elliott Trudeau oversaw this stuff. So if you really think it's as bad as it was, and you think that there needs to be some sort of restitution, then you should be going after Justin Trudeau, shouldn't you? So, um, if you think that I need to stand in solidarity with you in this way, you also need to repent. Um, and obviously you need to look at your own sin. And I read this, you, you guys know by now, a lot of you, my, my ladies, uh, my core demographic, which is women, 65%, right? You guys know where I would be going, right? What does it say in Romans three before Romans three twenty three, in verses 10, as it is written, there's none righteous, not even one. There's none who understands. There's none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There's none who does good. There's not even one. Their throat is an open grave. With their tongues they keep deceiving. The poison of asps is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their paths. And the path of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And so that is you without Christ. That is you. That is talking 
to anybody watching this, that is you. You need to turn to Christ today. And so the beautiful thing is, is this, is that it says this in 323, right? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's all people everywhere have sinned against God, our maker, the one who made us. Then it says, verse 24, the good news, being justified as a gift by his grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly as a propitiation in his blood through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness. This was to demonstrate his righteousness. God's righteousness was shown to us in this act of Jesus Christ dying on the cross. Because in the forbearance of God, he passed over the sins previously committed for the demonstration, I say, of his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. He is just and the justifier. Through Jesus Christ, he will justify you. He will make you right before himself through Christ. Isn't that beautiful? He sent his son to die for you. He sent his son to die for all who would believe on him. Turn to him today. He is good. He is faithful to save you if you want to be saved. And guys, if you have questions about this and you're not a believer, just message the page. Say, Devin, I I want to know how to be saved. And I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through it again personally. If you live in Edmonton, let's talk. Whatever it is. I want to know you. I want you to be saved. I want you to have what I have. Because when I sin, when I mess up, I'm like, it hurts. But there's no sting of death. And I repent. I turn to Christ over and over again. Because he is good and faithful to forgive us. (laughs) John Brown. Thanks, man. Says, all right, I'm going to go walk a dog and think about all these bro things. <laughs> Thanks, Dev, for all you do. And good night to all to all you core demographic ladies. Uh, that's awesome, man. I need a Jesus is King shirt for tomorrow. Oh, man, you know what? Wrath and Grace sometimes, if you check them out, Wrath and Grace Media, they make a shirt that says every knee shall bow or every knee will bow on it. My wife has it. I love that tank top. It's great. Still going on today. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So I'm going to end the stream. Thank you guys very much. I love you. Um, Ladies, uh, I'll try and keep it more spruced up around here for you. And uh, please come back to Bro Here's the Thing next time. Nice.